To the Don't Judge Me podcast. Here today with Sir Nigel, House of Waves from the Dark Gray Triad. Always looking left because I ain't right. I'm here today with my main man, Master Plan. That, that would be me. Like, you know, you already know who it is. It's the main man with the Master Plan, J. Del Negro. And it is absolutely your pleasure to make our acquaintance. And you need to trust me on this one because I know what I'm talking about. But if you weren't aware, let me tell you where you can find us at on the internet. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Anchor, Google Play, SoundCloud, and all those other podcatchers out there. And while you're out there, leave a comment, write a review, and rate us that good old five stars. There's another step that you can take, though, as well. If you want to become a part of the show, you can do this. You can reach out to us by email or by phone. Our email address is don'tjudgepod at gmail.com. And our illustrious phone number is 410 410- Eight three four one five six two. Here's the good part: if you send us an email, or if you leave us a voicemail, it's going to be a part of the show. You will become a part of internet history. Do that. Take that chance. Be a part of the Don't Judge Me podcast. In advance, I'd just like to take out the time to thank you all for joining us in judgment, because we shall proceed to continue to judge in life. Now that that's out of the way, I want to start off the show by being a little bit upbeat, a little bit positive, but not really. This go around into just a little cynical, but we're going to start off by shooting some bail. First and foremost, I want to shoot some bail to y'all's president for making history. He was the first president to ever be impeached twice. And I think that's worth something. That's that's a credible offense that he has there to be Mm -hmm. the first. I usually champion like first blacks or first minorities or first marginalized person to do something. But this one, this white guy, he gets all the credit that he deserves for being the first president to be impeached twice. I also want to shoot bail to exercise. And here's why. Okay. Because according to scientists, when it comes to matters of heart health, no amount of exercise is too much which debunks the myth that high levels of vigorous physical activities might not always be beneficial. The research also found that every move counts towards improving cardiovascular health. The researchers out of London said the lowest risk for heart disease is seen in people who exercise the most. This research involved more than 90,000 people studied over a five-year period, and it was found that in the top 25% of people who engage in vigorous intensive activity, had an average reduction in the risk of heart disease between 54% and 63%. So what I'm saying is move your ass, please. Move it. Everybody. Hump a stranger. Hump the loved one. (laughs) Run from the police. Do something. Just move because it's good for you. Mm -hmm. And that is all the bail I'm shooting this week. So we should just continue on with the show with a little bit of gentle judgment. All right. Well, I'm going to start off gentle judgment. I'll let you guys know for the newbies out there. Uh, it's not where you get the full wrath of our judgment, but mm, just a little bit. A sprinkle, dash, a little bit of salt on there. Um, I'm going to lead off. I saw an article that said, can, you, can smoking weed help stay sober? And I thought, I was like, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> Didn't read the article. The opposite of sober, but. You know, yeah, um, it's like, mm, mm, no, I think I, you're trying to justify. I mean, it's one of those like uh, bad justifications. <laughs> like it just didn't make sense to me. And uh, I'm judging the shit out of the article uh, I, pretty I much. Uh, yeah, it, was, uh, it, it didn't make any sense at all to me. From there, uh, what also didn't make sense. Uh, we're from the DMV uh, area. You witnessed the capital raid. But, you know, whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the extension, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. Well, you saw what happened at the Capitol. Yeah, yeah. Well, Australia had their own version of that. This man looking for his cat storms an animal shelter with an automatic rifle looking for Mr. Pernanical. I don't know. I made up a name. That was bad. Um, but yeah, pretty much was like, I need to find my cat. 
I'm gonna kill everybody in this joint. Now, not to make light of uh, uh, ARs and violence and guns violence and all the other good stuff, um, but uh, yeah, he was intense, <laughs> very, very intense. Did he find his cat? Didn't say. <laughs> Did he let off on anyone? No. Damn. But no, he definitely kicked in the door, waving the AR four four, which is not a gun, and was looking for Mister Pebbles. And uh, couldn't find them. I mean, Australia is like hardcore, so I guess you got to take measures that match up to where the area you're in. So yeah, have a giant you know. pet spider with wings on his shoulder, uh, shooting way. You know, the, the most fire webs like spiders in Australia mm-hmm. shoot fire webs. Oh, that's an action movie right there. You know, Sharknado, exactly. Spider and fire, fire spider. Sounds like a sci-fi movie. Mm-hmm. We can put it in Amazon. Sounds like, sounds like something that will be right on your watch list. Oh, oh, well, let me tell you. <laughs> uh, let, let me tell you something. So a couple of weeks ago, you were talking about how uh, Arby's was buying Buffalo Wild Wings, right? Yeah. And we were like, nobody shops at Arby's. Where do they get money from? It's a drug front. <laughs> well, I made the decision of shopping at Arby's and... Uh, Best fucking meal you ever had? <laughs> worst fucking meal I've ever had. <laughs> That's how they so get one people. Night, <laughs> one night I'm on the road making errands. I need to uh, fuel up both my car and my own personal intake system. Mm-hmm. So I stop at a gas station and on the same side of the road at this gas station, there's an Arby's and I say to myself, self, you haven't had curly fries in a while. And as an adult, you can, you know, legitimately look forward to curly fries at least twice in a year. And so I went to Arby's and I ordered the big fish. It's not called the big fish, but it's a big piece of fish. Anyway, usually around Easter, a lot of fast food places sell a fish sandwich if they normally don't. That's because people give up meat for Lent. Yeah. So they try to substitute with some fish. Well, this fish was there a little bit early and I was like, yeah, I'm down. Uh, I like an Arby's fish sandwich. Order the fish sandwich. My total ended up being close to 10 bucks. I got a medium or something. I don't know. Yeah. And I drive off. Reach into the bag. Curly fries are trash. Oh. My drink is watered down. Mm. And I'm driving home. I didn't go inside. It was all drive through because oh, yeah, of course. Like, if you go inside, you're officially a co-conspirator of whatever illicit activities Arby's yeah, has going on. Yeah, because the van is in the parking lot. So, I mean, they're going to yeah. get you. Yeah. So, but just going through the drive through, you're just a patron. Like they don't, they yeah. don't know. They don't mm-hmm. know. Um, so eventually I get home and I say, after I bring in my groceries or whatever, I grab from Tarjay or whatever that day, um, go in my bag to pull out my sandwich. And I felt like this feels light. Open the bag that, you know, the paper around the sandwich and it wasn't fish. It was roast beef. And, um, I have not been the same since because I was looking forward to fish, but they gave me like old roast, which confirms like it's just drugs. That's all they do is sell drugs. That's the only thing yeah, they can exactly. do, right? Like, how you mess that up? <laughs> fish and roast beef don't even sound like, uh, let me get the number nine of fish, no tartar sauce. How did I get a roast beef sandwich? <laughs> what they, they did, no tartar sauce. That's, they got one part right. Maybe. Maybe. Was the, there tartar sauce on there? That, did they add not, tartar sauce to the roast beef? This is not. <laughs> This is not it. So I, I had I had a pretty horrible experience at Arby's, and I've got to judge myself for bringing this on to myself. I'm sorry to hear that, man. I was hoping you'd had a good experience. No, fuck them niggas. Yeah, no, fuck them. You know what? Probably who was making that drink? This guy right here. So this guy uh, who had I don't know why I'm going dark with the the the, the drug abuse, right? But apparently, this gentleman is a uh, loves to do shrooms, right? So his thought was, I'm going to boil it, filter it. I'm going to inject them into my bloodstream. Well, the mushrooms started growing in his bloodstream, in his veins. And he started where he had to go to the hospital because it was clogging up his blood flow into his body because literally the mushrooms started growing inside of him. Yeah. And I mean, um, this one. Sorry, to cut you off. Yeah. Sorry to cut you off. You go for it. Go nah, for it. No, nah, I'm just saying that's, that's some crazy shit. Like, first off, so, I mean, shrooms are already gangster, but boil them down and, dr- and inject them. Shit. So, part parts of the story: the guy 
I'm not going to dismiss his mental ailment, but yeah. he was already crazy as is. And he was he wanted to get off of opioids to treat his crazy. So he decided he, he heard that mushrooms have psilocybin in it, which helps with anxiety and lowers like mood swings and that kind of thing. But he had the crazy idea of boiling mushrooms, straining it into a cotton ball and then extracting the strained liquid from a cotton ball like you would do heroin mm. and shooting it into his veins. But here's the thing about fungus. They grow in dark, dank areas and veins would be a very dark and dank place. So what happened was he started growing mushrooms and fungus through his veins, which caused organ failure because the blood and oxygen couldn't Wasn't, infiltrate. It was through. blocked. Yeah. So this idiot... I actually had him not as gentle judgment, but ain't shit, because that is just next level drug abuse. Oh, did I take your job? As next level drug abuse. Oh, no, I didn't. But I digress. I don't think I did. Wait, did I? You got me. Oh, oh no, I'm so sorry. Well, that shows you here on the Don't Judge Me podcast. We do not communicate. <laughs> 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 it is all <laughs> spirit of the moment and some crazy nonsense. So you got, a, I guess, a sneak peek of the yelling shit to my gentle judgment. So my bad. Um, I guess not to cheer you up, maybe. Uh, but you know what's kind of trending on Spotify? What's that? Sea shanties. Oh, like those, uh, the singing, like, uh, talking about rum and like, uh, like pirate like, shit, like the SpongeBob theme song, like yes. that kind of thing. Yes, <laughs> yes. And so, apparently, TikTok kind of got it back on where people started adding to them, and now it's all about like sea shanties. And Spotify has a playlist where you can listen to, uh, I guess, happy men, uh, singing in different baritones and bass and all this other stuff in order to, uh, uh, talk about life. Well, I mean, that lets you know just how bored the world is where oh yeah, they're extending a sea shanty. Like, that's just mm-hmm. one of those things. It's just like, what? Uh, we're bored. So we're, we, we have one less thing to not think about. Sea shanties. Like, I've only ever thought of that in the SpongeBob. Like, yeah. But, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Some of, them, some of them rock. I mean, I can, like, I can see... Maybe singing along to some of them, like so. You get a bass in there, like oh, like it's like, all right, okay. This might be my next thing. Maybe me and Nico uh, create a playlist for you. (laughs) Do you (laughs) do? Uh, Yeah, no. Do you? That's right. Do you? Yeah. So, (laughs) I want to tell you about boredom. Well the pandemic of sorts and how it's created a collective hard time for most of the world. Case in point, in the UK, the English collective of prostitutes. And again, the the title of this organization is the English collective of prostitutes. They indicate an increasing numbers of women are turning to sex work for the first time as the pandemic pushes them into desperate poverty. A survey of 222 female sex workers found almost two-thirds were struggling to afford to eat and were in need of emergency food vouchers, while three in 10 were finding it difficult to access benefits from the local governments. One 42-year-old sex worker, Samantha, not a real name, who has been in and out of sex work for the past two decades, she said to The Independent, which is the uh, journal that uh, recorded this uh, English collective of prostitutes information. She said, our income has been completely cut off. You have to beg and borrow. We're on the floor. We've had to go to our regulars and say, hey, can you lend us money, please? I'm in trouble. We're not magicians. And the reason I have this as gentle judgment is only one reason. It's because this is under the English collective of prostitutes, and that is a horrible name for an organization. Yeah. It's like there's nothing to look forward to if you're a part of the English collective of prostitutes. I feel like they all have like wooden teeth oh, and they definitely smell do. of of Paul Malls. Like it's just not 
it's not a pretty picture that was painted by the English collective of prostitutes. It just, it just doesn't feel good. And I'm, I'm, I'm in judgment of the name and not necessarily of what's going on, the plight of the sex workers. Also, you know, oh, go ahead. Nick, niggas is broke. So, yeah. you know, paying, paying for the poon, just, it just ain't, it ain't what it used to be. So, no. yeah. Let me look. So, um, uh, imagine though, like, right. You're ding dong doors open. Your girl picks up the answers, the door. And, uh, Samantha's like, Hey, uh, <laughs> is Nigel there? <laughs> Why? What business you got? I'm broke and I need to borrow some money. Well, who are you? Oh, we don't want to have a conversation. <laughs> Used to work together, you know. Yeah, we we work, you know. We we've done things, you know, odd <laughs> ends, <laughs> you know, in and outs. Yeah, I <laughs> was there for him. He was there for me. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, that is redonkulous, actually. But I mean, sad. But the ECP, I guess, do go fund that's a, me. That's a better name. That's a better name. Yeah, the ECP. Yeah, uh, do GoFundMe. I mean, Bama's beginning to GoFundMe for the most ridiculous shit. I feel like you can. I feel like somebody would support uh, helping prostitutes get food. It, you can make it work. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody would be like, I help contribute giving meat to a prostitute. What? <laughs> Not my meat, but actual meat. Some meat, like haggis. There's Eat meat. Haggis. There's meat out there, and I gave it to her. I could have gave him my RB sandwich because there you go. Has the meat. Yeah. Could've, Donated to the even though they 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 probably look like Arby's. Uh, never mind. Uh, <laughs> graphic, y'all. <laughs> well, I guess with that bad joke, um, you could do like this Florida man did and burn it down. Uh, when I say this, this man tried to set his house on fire. I believe for insurance reasons, but I can't really remember. And uh, he wound up setting himself on fire, which I don't know how you do that. Uh, so uh, try to burn his house down and bammed. He wasn't good at it. Um, There's a town in Florida. You you said insurance fraud. There's a town in Florida, excuse me, where um, years ago, through the 80s maybe, where um, a large number of residents were missing limbs because of insurance fraud. So we've covered like stuff like that before. Yeah, Yeah. they they. But this was the town. This was the way of living. It was it was one of those towns where um, jobs were not anywhere around, and everybody lived below the poverty line, and but they would take out insurance to, you know, bodily harm kind of things. And um, over the years, it was something ridiculous. Like 20, 25 people had all the claims for like losing limbs and stuff like hands, fingers and that kind of thing to live off of insurance for fraud. So Florida yeah. is, is no, I mean, it's Florida, you know, it's, it's different. In Florida. Yeah, it, it is a magical place uh, full of entertainment and gems. But yeah. Um, from there, I actually want to touch base on a gentle judgment I occurred the other day. I seen on uh, Facebook, I had a memory pop up. And in this photo, one of my fellow classmates had swag from our elementary school. Okay. So I was like, you know, it'd be cool if I could find out where that swag is, right? So I Googled it, swag, you know, from the school. I found a place. Now, just judge for me because I'm about to buy a sweat outfit from this jump and be <laughs> rocking the burgundy blazers, okay? Because it was cool called burgundy. And there were blazers. It's burgundy color. Burgundy and black. That's their colors. And I'm about to show out, okay? I, <laughs> I'm about to get a jacket. I'm going to get a sweat hoodie. I'm going to get some sweatpants. They got socks. I might rock them jumps. I'm about to go all out uh, representing was it almost 30 years ago? I'm about to show out. So question, is it a nylon or a velour sweatsuit or is it just like cotton or regular? I guess cotton, basic cotton. Does it now, does it have blazers across the booty meats? Cause that would make no, it. Oh, but if it did, it would have been would perfect. Be it would have been hotness okay i would have bought it for my brother just off a joke because even when i showed him he was like i hope you ain't buying nothing i was like oh challenge accepted okay so now i need to rock it i need to get the whole outfit and if anything when the reunion shows up i'm gonna i'm gonna show out i think when my 20 wait hold on the 25 20 30 years something is coming up elementary school reunion i don't know i don't know is that a thing (laughs) 
It better not be because that's crazy. I don't know. I haven't been to anything. I haven't gotten any communication about any reunion, but I feel like if they exist, 30 is a year. <laughs> I don't remember anything about elementary school. Like Me either. Me either. I, 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 I remember a couple people because they're my Facebook friends, but outside of that, like if I was to see them on the street, I wouldn't know who they were. They probably wouldn't know who I am. Doesn't help with like, math unless either. you had on the sweatsuit. If you had on the sweatsuit, that's what I'm saying. It's a beacon, a beacon of nostalgia. I'm all for I that. Think, I think you should start the reunions. It's like, yeah. like you know, Zoom virtual, you know, whatever, whatever you got to do. I think you should be the the beacon, as you said, and, and like host the reunion for the class of '93 or yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what have you been doing since you were eight years or twelve years old? <laughs> Tell me how your life has shaped up since. Oh, like, what you been doing since you was 14 years old, player? Like, what's going on? You, tell me about high school. Tell me about college. Did you go to college? Did you Did you get married? Did you got kids? Did you graduate high school even? Like, yeah. I don't know what you was doing. Did you go to middle school? How about that? No, like, that's the question real that shit. You, what middle school did you go to? Like, that's no. the question you asked after the, did you have the any elementary friends? school. Yeah, that's, yeah, exactly that's a good question. question like, yeah. How was middle school? Did you crack? Did did you go to eighth grade play? <laughs> did you did you did you go to the eighth grade dance? How close was you? Was your arm limp? Did you get up close? Was Not you hunching? Like what was yeah. going on? What was going on? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My last little piece of general judgment is is for me, Shade on that girl, the podcast host. So normally when I post anything in association with the show on any social media platforms, I use the hashtag pods in color. This was shared with me some years ago, and I don't remember who's the person that started it, but essentially a beacon, if you would, for any podcasts that are being put together by any uh, member of a colored group. And generally speaking, the colored group is black people, right? Hashtag throw out there and I use it. So I also follow it on social media. And lately I have been seeing this white woman's face appear on my screen under the hashtag. All right. And I dismissed it the first time. And then I kept seeing her on other days. And I was like, what the hell is going on? Turns out she is uh, doing advertisements for a vape pod. And they have a new pod that has these colorful skins on them. So she co-opted the pods in color um, hashtag. And I felt some sort of way about it. And it made me go back to the time where I had a previous podcast, my very first one, and we had a hashtag. I don't remember what the hashtag was, but it was something we said. It might have been actually long story long. So we might have been using LSL or something like that as the hashtag or something to that effect. Well, there was this guy who would send us messages periodically and was like, hey, guys, I really want to talk to you about something. So eventually I started to listen to him to see what he had to say. Well, this guy was telling us that we shouldn't use our hashtag anymore because him and his group, and they were designing uh, material and paraphernalia for like a tattoo metal band, something or other. And he was mm-hmm. telling us that, hey, we lay claim to this first because we started using this first, but we have some suggestions and ideas for what you can use instead. And you know what my black ass said? Fuck, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> yeah. This is, this is the internet. Like, you don't own anything. Like, this is go away and long story long like my show isn't here anymore and neither is their brand so what difference does it make but it was just like the unmitigated goal of this gentleman and say hey we did this first so we're going to use it you're interrupting our flow kill yourself kill yourself with your own black metal band like just do something else don't come at me with that bullshit i do like how you tried to finesse you a little bit but it it was it was just like i was so offended i'm pretty sure we talked about it on the show whatever um but it was just so offensive. Like, what the hell? Go away. Like, no. Yeah. I'm, I'm doing my... And he kept coming back after I told him to go away. And like, I had to block the guy. It was just one of those, like, this is stupid. Yeah. In fact, I should look up LSL to see if <laughs> what's associated with it anymore. But that's, that's a story for another day. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I guess, uh, you know... Uh since you're going to look it up, you're doing homework. Segway. <laughs> hey. No. Anyway, <laughs> I saw this thing where it said apparently homework spelled backwards is Latin for child abuse. Oh. It's not. But on Urban Dictionary, that's the definition. So, cr- chromo. <laughs> 
Chromo, yep, mm-hmm. uh, is apparently homework backwards, and that means child abuse. So uh, the 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 Urban Dictionary version, uh, let's see if I can find it, uh, pretty much says, oops, pretty much says, uh, teacher, today you have 35 assignments to do for homework tonight. Student, I think you mean Chromo. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> it means child abuse. It's homework spelled backwards. <laughs> That was done seven days ago. <laughs> that is so extreme for no reason. <laughs> just, Yo, like, so, just imagine all, okay. being, being that kid. Like, just imagine being that kid and just like, I think you mean child abuse. Like, what? What are you talking about? As Yo. a teacher, I'm afraid. Yo, who you tell it? So, yeah, hilarious. But since we're going to get schooled, segue again. <laughs> Did you know that bananas are naturally with seeds? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I did know that. So that means that we've been eating boneless <laughs> bananas. I think I've had <laughs> enough. <laughs> <laughs> and technically, if you over eat a banana in the little like black spot, that's supposed to be where the seed is supposed to be. But I didn't know. I saw the picture. I was like, "What the fuck?" Like, I wish I would buy into a banana and have something crunchy there. I would throw up immediately. 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 But then I found out there's terms around bananas. So you guys, this is what the article said. Uh, Impress your friends with these terms. No. Apparently, a finger is an individual banana fruit. So, hey, hand me a finger, Jay. No. (laughs) Oh, you're not going to give me a finger? How about you give me a hand, which is a group of bananas, which can number up to 20. I'll make sure I won't give you any more than 20. Okay. Because then you go into a bunch, <laughs> which is a cluster of banana hands. Ah! Also called a banana stem. Then from there, the pulp, which is the part of the banana you eat. So the boneless part. <laughs> then you <laughs> The uh, dermis, which is the banana peel. You can eat these two cooked or raw. Negative. I wish somebody would be like, yo, I got some banana peel for you if you like. I like, uh, touch ch- your face. Kill yourself. Um, Ploem, which is the strings on the banana fruit. And then the Musa, which is the be- banana genus, uh, the scientific wording and stuff. So, so you could be like, hey, pass me one of them fingers. I love to eat some of the pulp. I don't like the Edimentus. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, the Ploem. But you can go ahead and throw away the Edimus for me. And person look at you like, what do you want? I don't, I don't understand what you... You want what? one of those bananas? Is that it? <laughs> those are plantains, bro. Exactly. He's like, oh, so ain't, none of this shit work. No, all that shit was a waste. You just wasted your whole vocabulary, vernacular. Like, just shut up. Nigga, you talking like T.I. for no goddamn reason. <laughs> yes. Yes. But yeah, um... Yeah, that's bananas, apparently. So, if you guys, uh, when you're out, ask for fingers and hands. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's, I, I tried to pull something in, and I was like, I can't do it. I, no, I tried. No, it, was, it, was, exactly. it was hitting right there. It was yeah, hitting right exactly. there. But, but what we can do for a moment is just take a pause for the cause, and we'll be right back. Don't judge me. So, now, like, I know... You're not really a big sports guy, but do you know who Kyrie Irving is? Yes. Yes, I do. Okay. Well, currently Kyrie Irving is an NBA player and he plays for the Brooklyn Nets. Um, At the time of recording, I think we're up to five games, but Kyrie just decided not to show up for work. Mm -hmm. Where he just said, yeah, I don't think I'm going to play today. And his coaches didn't know. And um, eventually they spoke to him. But Kyrie hasn't shown up for it again. I think we're up to five games. Just well, he hasn't come to work in five days. Five games he hasn't played. I mean, he so, hasn't yeah, I guess been that's at practice. He hasn't been at practice. Shoot arounds. He hasn't been in too much communication with the personnel around his team. So like, he pretty I don't much know. took what Allen Alverson did and jumped it up a little bit. <laughs> he, he, he jumped it up a little bit. He jumped it up. And Kyrie has a, a history of moving to the rhythm of his own beat. Okay. Um, but most of the time, others don't understand or catch that rhythm. 
because he's his own dude. Um, and currently right now, there's minimal conversation, conversation between Kyrie and the Brooklyn Nets. So uh, questions have, have arised and um, it just led me down the path of, have you ever, and I'm sure you have or you know of stories where this has happened, um, what's been some of the more gangster or inconsiderate ways you've not shown up for work or quit altogether? Oh, I got plenty of these. Um, so one day I used to work in DC, uh, at FedEx. Yeah. I'm throwing, I'm throwing stuff out there. So, um, here's my name tag. You still um, have the name tag. <laughs> Remember since 2011. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, pretty much my job was to teach people how to use a copier. I couldn't do it for them. I had to teach them how to use it. Um, and then one day I was going down, there used to be this lot near cause it was in DC. I wasn't going to pay for parking because I only made like $10 an hour or something like that. And parking was like 20 and I only worked like four hours. And I was like, yo, I'm not giving my check to this parking lot. So I used to park on a meter and it was always interesting because when I came out, I was like on K street. Right. So like it was always prostitutes out there. And I was just like, oh, yeah. uh, leave yeah. me alone. I just, I don't want to make eye contact. I just try to get home. And it was always like a joint taller than me too. So I was like, I don't know what's over there. I want to do with it. Leave me alone. I just want to go home. And so, one day I was driving. I was just like, I just don't feel like going into work. I was like, all right, I'm just going to go and you know, knock this joint out and go. There was no parking. So I just went home. And okay. I get to this day, never called. You've never gone back. <laughs> never gone back. Oh, I was just like, I, I don't, I don't want to go. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I, I'm not paying for parking. And I refused. And, I was, and even then I was like, it took me like 45 minutes to get down there. And I was just like, yeah, I'm, I'm done with this job. And I, I literally just turned around and went home. It's like there's a giant prostitute over there. I just I don't want to cross on that side yep. of the street. I'm 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 out. I'm out. Yep. This no, is, it was the yo, and it was like you know one of those things. I, I they work. I work nights, and so like I literally would like be free all day, and mm-hmm. then I had to drive 45 minutes to make like minimum wage. Even one of the guys I worked with once was like, yeah, I couldn't pay for parking, so I slept in my car in the garage, and I was just like. That's not a thing. Like, why, that is not why? a story. Yeah, that's not a story that anybody wants to. No, like, like you shouldn't tell me that. To go to work. I shouldn't have to do this to go to your stupid little job. No, no, seriously. So because he's it's like, literally yeah. a stupid little job. Like, I'm yeah. showing people how to print and copy. And, like, this is stupid. But the thing is, it was really like, uh, you need to hit a uh, copy. Oh, you mean, like, could you press it? Nope, sure can't. Nope. <laughs> like, I need you to open and put the page down. Okay, like, like this? Nope, you got the other way. Like, I literally would just be dictating to people how to use the printer. And it was just like, this is the, the stupidest job in the whole wide world. And so um, I was driving down there, like I said, couldn't find a parking spot, turn around, went home. I got, I got one where I took a part-time job at DSW. Oh, and, shit. And this was probably, I don't know, 12 years ago, maybe not 12, probably like 11 years ago. And um, it was one of those gigs where after I got the job, the manager who hired me no longer worked there anymore. And I didn't understand like the makeup of the store personnel. So when you go in DSW, generally it's people on the floor and it's a couple people behind the counter and not really people in the back, but the makeup of the employees, it's probably like 45 different people that work there and nobody knows you. So I went through the little hiring process and started work one day and they told me, yeah, Shelly, she left. Like I, you know, I got hired one week and started the next or something like Shelly, she left. She went on to do something else. Okay. Well, I had no one to usher me in and show me anything because the person that hired me wasn't there. I was just like this guy who was supposed to be employed here, but nobody really gave a fuck. So I kind of, the one girl showed me how to clock in and was like, you can't use this register. This is that. And the third. And I was out there on the floor. I don't remember what I was doing. Like, I don't remember doing anything job specific, but someone told me I could take a 15 minute break. And I went into the back room with a little, you know, break areas, yeah. a microwave, fridge, table, whatever. And I sat down for one second and I looked and I saw like, some notices for employees, you know, how they have to print out like, you know, staff must do this and that and safety first and that kind of shit. And I look and I just got up and walked out the store and was like, I don't need to do this shit. I just left. Like, this was just like, no, why am, why am I doing this? 
until this day, I have a check waiting for me that the state of Maryland wants to give me, but I just won't go get it. Cause I'm like, I don't need an $8 check in my life. Cause I didn't even work an hour. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was just like, they had to organize it. And I don't really care about shit like money. I don't. $8. I'm not bending over backwards Man. to go through the comptroller in Maryland to get like, whatever it is. It's not a hundred dollars. It's not, it, it might be $40, but it's just one of those, like my name was in the paper for unclaimed money. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, the, the, the comptroller or whatever puts out a list of people. People in Maryland who have unclaimed money, do you know this person? And it was in there and it still is every year. I'm not clean. I just don't care. The, the job was stupid. And I just walked out. So you're a celebrity. You're always in the paper. Yeah, I, I'm notable. I mean, yeah, there you go. I am the man with the master plan. So but you know, it'd be tight though. If they literally kept, since you haven't clocked in, they kept it running. Like you, you, you running. were in, over it's time at this point. It's a running meter. You're a billionaire and you don't know it. Like, you know, they know. say like Elon is the richest. No, Ron is me. with the overtime. Like he just hasn't got it yet. They're trying to give it to me. you. Mm-hmm. I don't need it. I don't need it. There's another mm-hmm. time I used to work at this call center. This is like my first job in the industry that I'm in. And it was an Apple support center, but it wasn't Apple. Like we were, you know, we were licensed to do Apple support, but whenever you call in a tech support for Apple, if you own an Apple product and you have Apple care, you're not talking to Apple employees. You're talking to, you know, people who yeah, work at a somebody. call center who yeah. has a knowledge base in front of them and they have a script to work off, whatever, whatever. Yeah. And this job was so strenuous because it was about metrics. And I don't know if you know about call centers, but call centers are always yeah. about like numbers, making marks and whatever, whatever. And we had to sell. So we had to fix things and we had to sell. And this was around the time of the first generation iPod, the very first one with the click wheel. It actually hadn't been released yet when I started and then the release actually happened. So it had the buttons and the click wheel and you know, it was like six gigs or whatever the hell it was back then. And you know, this was IMAX with the, um, the different color, like the tube IMAX with the different color backgrounds and the MacBooks with the different colors on them or whatever, like the clamshell MacBooks that had mm-hmm. like the greens and orange. So this was that time. So Mac OS X was, was new and it just switched over from nine to OS X. Like that same year I got the job and it was like the industry was booming and this, that, but it was just so frustrating to do this work because when you're dealing with the public, like the consumer public over the phone, like it's ridiculous. You got really rich kids stealing their parents' credit cards. You got people trying to hustle and scam out of the support that they're not offered because they're outside of their warranty and then you try to upsell them with this and that and i had the job for like 18 months and one day i had this had this manager named barry and barry was the kind of guy who would lie to make you feel like something was going on (laughs) it was really to save his ass or whatever right like he you know they got their own the 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 structure the leadership they got their own bonuses and metrics and they got their own goals that they need to hit but they get money for hitting theirs we didn't get the money they got the money for pushing their team or whatever. And Barry was a nice enough guy. He was an older guy. I think once or twice, he probably was like, I think it'd be like a son or something ridiculous like that. And Barry was not my dad. Yeah. Look, anything like he could be my father. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it was just one of those, like, I don't like this because he's lazy. You know, his work ethic wasn't there, but he could talk a good talk to get him in a position. Like, just one of those people where, you know, he didn't get here off his own merit. He got here off the backs of other people. And that's essentially what he was trying to do with me. And we had these, um, I think Blue Pumpkin was our scheduler and we had our breaks built in at certain times. You know how to ma- that managing, management level works. And I had a 15 minute break. It was raining. I got away from my desk and I, this was my first car. I had a Camry and the parking lot was in the, in the back where I like took my break at and I just wanted to go outside and get some fresh air. Okay. So before I left, I set myself to, I uh, can't remember what the status was. It wasn't even break. Like, I remember being mean because I already made up my mind. I remember being mean to the old lady I was talking to, hanging up on her, setting my status to whatever, and just walking out to my car and then driving away. And as I came around the bend, because the, the, the office was in this business district off some train tracks and some shit, came around the bend over the train tracks. It was this rainbow just going across the sky. Uh, and I was like, yep, this was the right decision. I had nothing lined up, but I was just like, I'm out. And then Barry kept calling me once I went over that 15 minutes. Hey, where are you? It's not like you. Because it really wasn't. Like I was a yeah. pretty good employee, but it was just, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. And in the end, I ended up getting like my first corporate job like a month later. 
And then they kind of used me as a bridge to go to that place. And they hired a shit ton of other people because like essentially the work we did there benefited this company. And we all just kind of came through and I was, I was like that linchpin. And I was feeling good about that for a little while, but yeah. Yeah, I quit the shit out of that job and saw rainbows, man. That shit felt great. Yeah. You know, it reminds me of like one of my jobs once. Uh, remember the uh, snowpocalypse? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, like, I guess it was like six years ago, seven years no, ago. No, it, it was 10 years. It was 10, 10 years, years ago. ago. Tell Damn. You tell you why. Okay. I, 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 one of my sons is the result of the snowpocalypse. But yes. ah, oh yeah. I remember you telling me that. Okay. So uh, snowpocalypse happens, three feet of snow. Um, pretty much. I'm I'm hanging out with friends. Like I, I'm I'm stuck out in like buoy, like far, like mm. down through a one, like you know, like almost like 30 minutes after you get off the exit off of 19, right? Like far. So I pretty much call in. Hey, Blizzard. I was working in an apartment community. Hey, I can't make it. Um, you know, I called in. My manager wasn't there, so I left a message. Pretty much was like, Hey, I can't make it. Um, is dangerous. I don't really have the means to get out there. Um, and then one of the guys happened to get snowed in, so they had coverage, right? Mm-hmm. So after the snowpocalypse, uh, I think it was like, I don't forget, it was like the weekend and I came in on a Monday. So I came in, mind you, first time I ever called out or was late. And I'm putting it as both. I never was late, never called off. First time I called off, snowpocalypse. Um, year and a half, I mean, year and a half of doing that. When I come in on that Monday, he writes me up. Because the people who lived on the community made it into work. Hmm. I was like, but they live here. Uh, what, what? So then sure enough, I walked to my desk. I downloaded all my stuff, deleted all my stuff, wrote an email and said, here's my two-week notice, but I'm not working it. <laughs> and handed it to him and left. And this is uh, like okay. 11 a.m. So like no coverage, no one there, no one to shut down, no one, no one scheduled to work, mm-hmm. and I left. Like you know how we said, man, fuck your job. Like yeah, walking away from a job that is not beneficial to you is such a powerful feeling. Yo, I mean, I'm telling you, I took everything. Like they, my boys that I worked with, like kept hitting me up. And was like, yo, do you mind if you send us this file because nope. we no. I do, nope. I do mine because I created it. It's mine, nope. and I, I it's mine. So I, I literally downloaded everything, deleted it all, and then bounced. What What about the time you've been fired from a job? Uh, usually I kind of step out, but I think the only time was like when I used to work at like a retail and I was discounting stuff. So it was like, uh, you can't do that, and I was like, but I got the sales. Uh, I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> It, it worked though, right? Wrong. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. shit. But, well, I, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you a scam we used to run at Foot Locker. Um, back in the day, they used to have two major deals. Basically, employees, like friends and family for employees, and they gave out these, and other times throughout the year, like twice a year, they gave out these coupons for 30% off, right? So if you got the coupon, you got the code, we, push, we put it in the register. And if it was friends and family, um, it was a different coupon. Friends and family was 50% off. So- the hustle was if you knew, and this was back in like 2000, let's say 2000 through 2003, right? So cash was still in circulation. So certain people would come into the store and you knew what kind of person they were, right? If they was like a street dude, you could run this, this scam with them. Whatever they grabbed off the shelf, you'd be like, hey, you want that? And it was Air Force Ones because Nelly had hit. So everybody yeah. went to Air Force Ones. So Oh, you want those? What the what the sticker say? The sticker say seventy nine. I give them to you for eighty flat, but only if you got cash. So they give you eighty, good to go. You just hold on to the money. You pocket the money or whatever, whatever, right? Because what happens is once you go up to the register, you're gonna ring it up, but you're gonna put in that code to get the, either the thirty percent or the eighty percent off. You could only do that with like dope boys or or like. Dudes who just wanted it in and out. Like you couldn't do it with moms or kids, anything like that, because it wouldn't happen. But when it came to like friends and family, what you would do is like you would tell all your friends and family, like, yo, come down to the store, buy everything, but just cut me a little off the top because you're about to get half off of everything. Um, I'll tell you a story about how I got fired from a hospital laundry room because (laughs) I chose I chose the Punani overwork that day. Okay. Um, just 
in, in short, the girl was over, stayed the night, woke up, and was like, well, I don't want to leave. I don't want you to leave. So we just, I just did no call, no show, right? I just did a no call, no show. I worked at the laundry room between semesters, uh, my first few years of college or my first year of college. And it was a horrible job. Like it was a hospital, it was a laundry room. I was getting paid minimum wage. Everyone down there was old enough to be my mother and my father. And like, what you don't think about in a, in a hospital is the soiled linen. Like th- it's all bodily fluids. Like it's just all disgusting shit. Thankfully, I never worked in the soil arm. I worked in the drying part. So I knew how to like press um, hospital gowns and, and fucking doctors, scrubs and, and lab coats and that kind of, and fold linen and deliver it to the different uh, floors that needed this, this, that, and a third. Anyway, we had a punch card system and I come to work that next day after a no call, no show. So we had a manager and then we had uh, like a director who was over a couple, couple different laundry rooms within the hospital union, union or whatever. And the director didn't like me because I didn't take my job seriously. Yeah. Because I'm 19 and I don't want to do this. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's like, you know, <laughs> yeah. Fuck this job. And anyway, no call, no show. They called me. This was like, I didn't have a cell phone or maybe, no, I didn't have a cell phone yet. So call my home phone. I ain't answering shit. I'm cheeked up. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not worrying about that. But as I walk in, because you go, like it was, it was a locker room that was separated from the actual laundry room. As I walk in, after I change it to my scrubs, <laughs> walk in, I can see the old ladies all folding their clothes or whatever. All of them got their head down in shame and they're like nodding it or whatever. It's, it's almost like, um, like I'm being led to the gallows so I can be hung or something oh, yeah. like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, then I, and then I reach up to uh, the, 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 the little bay or whatever that keeps the time cards and I look for mine. And it wasn't there. <laughs> and then my manager came out, a guy named Vernon. Vernon was great. He was a little tiny guy. Yeah. He came out and he was like, and he called me by my middle name because I didn't use my first name back then. And he was like, I just, sorry to tell you, man, we got to let you go. And I was just like, all right, cool. Um, you, you want these scrubs back or whatever? Because I'm just going to go about my life. I'm going to go back to school. I'm not going to do this. Like, it was just like a push to yeah. not be this person in life. It was just like, that was the one time I got fired. No, I got fired a few times. Uh, let, let me stop there. I got fired a few times. Yeah, I got fired a few times. <laughs> that, that was a good one. That was a yeah, good no, one. That, that was pretty uh, uh, gangster, actually. I usually I just do no call, no shows. I just stop. I just stop going. Usually, I think yeah. I I, I want to just stop going. I'm like, yo, fuck this. I don't want to do this anymore. It, it, that ultimately is what it comes down to. Like, I'm not. I'm not doing this, whether I had nothing or not. Like when I when I left the job at a call center, like I had a baby. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And 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 a girlfriend who was dependent on me and to, to take care of it. I was like, I don't give a fuck. I'm out. Drop the mic. No, you I know, didn't have a baby yet. We were living together. I didn't have a baby yet. But uh, she was, she wanted to go to counseling after that because <laughs> that was just that detrimental to what yeah. her future was. So, but you know, it's funny that you even say like about the, like the, the laundry situation. Like one of my friends in college was, uh, engineer major and he had like you know he had done a couple internships but he was happened to be working at tgi fridays right as a bartender mm-hmm. and i mean he was about to graduate you know he already had some stuff lined up where he's gonna be making like you know 150 like you know like set right fridays approached him and was like how serious are you about graduating what <laughs> we're trying to <laughs> offer you a full-time job as a bartender now mind you they was hustling they was the kind of doing the joint where like you know like if a you know, like if somebody bought like a Patron margarita, they would just make it with cheap stuff and then pocket the difference. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it was like, they literally approached him and was like, how serious are you about graduating? I mean, we, we, we got benefits here at Fridays. And I was like, first off, who had the balls to try to approach somebody and be like, yeah, I know you got, you know, one future in mind, but don't you want this to be forever? <laughs> it's like, it came uh, no. to him like they were, like they were peddling drugs. Like, look, I know you say you want something. However, let me tell you what we got. Yeah. Five dollar app, son. All the potato skins you can consume, son. Some of our drinks are made with Red Bull. You won't ever be tired working here, man. No. Ever. But you will never work a normal day shift. <laughs> like <laughs> you are gonna work nights for the rest of your life. And I don't know how much bartenders make. I know some of them can make a great amount, but um, Nah. In Miami, not in fucking Greenbelt. Yeah, yeah, like, oh, yeah. How'd you, <laughs> yes, it was Greenbelt. 
Yeah, they definitely pushed the shit. You know, uh, side note though, uh, and I, you know, I think the Cal- Cadillac dealership has went out of business. Yeah, it's it's empty. It's empty. Oh empty. yeah, I drove by it on the Beltway, and I was like, wait, why is there no cars at a dealership? Empty. I was like, dang, yeah. rest in peace, dog. Yeah, it's, it's hard out it. here in these these pandemic streets, man. It's hard out here. I actually want to share one more. One of my boys once got fired on his day off. <laughs> was he stealing boxes? No, he just was that bad of an employee. He just he didn't understand like waking up. Like he just wasn't that guy. <laughs> like right. Like he's just one of those guys that like he just wouldn't get up before like noon, and that was just his thing. And so he was just always late. And then one day he was off. They fired him, and he went in, in kind of same thing. He went into work, and they were like, "Nah, man, we, we let you go yesterday." <laughs> and they didn't even let him know. So he was like, I was more mad that I drove up there and I didn't have to. How is he now as an employee? Does he get up on time now? Yeah, yeah. Now he's got like a family, wife, and all the other stuff. But yeah, got his before back yeah, back in the day, you wouldn't get him before ten o'clock. It was like a, a rarity. And if you did, it was probably because he hadn't gone to sleep yet. <laughs> <laughs> Those people are out there. And speaking mm-hmm. of people being out there. You all are out there listening to us, so why don't you share a story about the time you got fired or you quit or you walked away from a job on some real gangster shit? You can do so by sending us an email at don'tjudgepod at gmail.com or leaving a voicemail at 410-834-1562. We're going to take a break, and then we're going to come back and continue the show. Don't judge me. All right. I don't know who needs to hear this, but yes, because y'all ain't shit. Since I stole <laughs> one of Jay's, I'm just going to jump in and uh, talk about my jump real quick. Uh, cabinet wine. I shared this with Jay the other day, and I thought it was hilarious. So essentially, if you guys don't know what cabinet wine is, this is where you take Welch's grape juice. It has to be 100%. Has to be. You pour yeast into it, sugar, mm-hmm. and you let it sit in your cabinet. Not tight because it's going to blow up, but just slightly on there. So that way you can let it sit for 30 days in your cabinet until the wine is ready. Now, my problem with – well. The fact that it's cabinet wine is my problem. Second, <laughs> wine doesn't cost much. Does not cost much at all. That Welch's probably cost more than wine did, to be honest. It's about the same. The bottle of wine in the, in the jar of Welch's is about the same in price. Probably yes. a dollar in difference. Not to mention, I don't even know where to buy yeast from. I'm assuming the grocery store, but I wouldn't know where to look. And yeast in is the Hispanic aisle. No, yeast is, yeast is like, yeah, a packet like it was Kool Aid. Like, like, it's not that expensive. But that's, that's individual. That's custom, that's, that's custom shit. <laughs> no, it definitely was like the, the, the generic store brand. But still, I mean, and then you got to get the sugar. Like, honestly, it's cheaper to probably just buy the wine. And who's like, oh, man, oh, I'm sorry, it's a month from now, it's Valentine's Day. Ooh, I got to set it right. Where's the wealth? Get it ready. Set? I got to <laughs> get, get it her ready. And he said, it's, it quote unquote, it's the best wine you'll ever have in your life. <laughs> Me, myself, was, personally. Mm-hmm. I believe him as far as taste. Because, like, Welch's oh, grape is. juice, Welch's Smash. grape juice can, can clog your goddamn arteries with the flavor that it has, man. Mm-hmm. So, I imagine whatever that wine comes out like, people be getting drunk, drunk real quick. Probably. Because they're not pouring, like, wine glass uh, no. pours of it. No, they're pouring Welch's grape juice pours of it. Yeah, because you handle it. tumbler. You, you, you pour different too. Like I mean, like a wine glass, you kind of be like, all right, all right. It doesn't allow you to go 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 with a Welch's that big ass whole mouth. All right, let's splashing out over the top. fucking fill the red cup up and keep it moving, and then no one be the wiser. They look at you like, oh, he he pouring out of the Welch's. It's okay. Captain wine, bitch. Like getting turned. I feel like uh, people who make cabinet wine also sing sea shanties. So, oh, I can uh, see it. I think, I think it's all in the family. I believe it. I definitely so, believe speaking, it. Speaking of family, and this has nothing to do with family, so it's a bad segue, but whatever. <laughs> I was today years old when I found out about 
Ali Alexander. Alexander is an American far-right activist, a social media personality, and a conspiracy theorist. Ali Alexander is the organizer of the Stop the Steal, a campaign to promote the conspiracy theory that widespread voter fraud led to Joe Biden's victory over Donald Trump in the 2020 United States presidential election. Ali Alexander looks like Sammy Davis Jr. That's because he was born Ali Akbar, where he identifies as Christian, Black, and Arab. The reason I even learned about Ali Alexander is because today CNN ran a story that three members of Congress have been investigated by the FBI because of their connection to Ali in the organization of the rally where they, you know, stormed the Capitol. The, con- the congressional representatives of Andy Briggs, Paul Gosar, and Mo Brooks are now being looked into after Ali drasnitched on his live via stream and said that Biggs, and I quote, like he, he on the live stream, he basically said, yeah, I, I got help organizing this through those congressmen. So this black dude organized the whole Capitol thing. Mm, okay. And he got help from Congress to get the word out and get the word spread from three members of Congress. But of course, those congressional uh, members were like, quote, oh, we don't know that nigga. It, it, it wasn't of us. Of course not. But just, but just the fact that this black dude who legit looks like Sammy Davis yeah, he does. is a big part of the reason why that shit even happened to begin with. What he, he doesn't realize is they don't want his ass either. No, they don't. But you know what? It was nice. Of, I guess it was nice knowing you shortly because you're going to disappear soon. <laughs> 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 like, you about to go. You about to buy, bye, guy. I mean, sorry. <laughs> but yeah, no, that, that, he does look like Sammy Davis, actually. This is really, I mean, he looks crazy, too, though. Absolutely crazy. Yeah, he got this one drink with this, like, messed up afro. Yeah, he looks mad crazy. But yeah, he, no, he, um, probably, he probably looks in the mirror and sees the guy from, uh, shit. He's the skinny, nerdy white dude that used to be in all the movies back in like the early 2000s. Uh, oh, he was in He's the Man. Yeah, I don't know I his name. He probably sees like something completely different that's not there. Yeah, no, definitely. But yeah, no, he's reckless. And it's mad because of black people, come on, man, don't do that. Chill out. But Ali Akbar. Dry snitching too. Danny Dry asked snitching. He was like, he was like, they didn't ask him like who helped him. He was just like, I'll tell y'all who did this shit. <laughs> like he, he ratted him out. No, <laughs> no recourse. No hesitation. Like, no nothing. No hesitation. Just like, yeah, these guys helped me do it. Like, right. <laughs> you, you forget what America you in, bro. Even if they did or didn't, you're not gonna win that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but I guess uh talking about I guess like society and what's allowed and what's not allowed, right? So article reads doctor overdoses. At High Society, NYC, cocaine apartment. Why is it black people have crack houses, but white people have cocaine apartments? Mm. Well, if you look at it, we have more equity because we have a house. (laughs) So the resale value may be higher for our crack domicile than it would be for his cocaine domicile. Got to look at the bright, you know, bright spots. Got to yeah. find the shining light. I'm, I'm fine with that. You know what I'm saying? Like we we got crack homes, mm-hmm. and then crack estates, crack estates. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> they have I would love for that entries. to be. I would love for that to be a brand. <laughs> like, but come on, crack estates. Uh, what's the motivation behind your your um your your company? It seems such a you know whatever whatever. Oh well, you know there's uh, cocaine apartments and. <laughs> <laughs> crack the crack states because we're about expansion we're about growth opportunity community exactly because yep. mm-hmm. you know in a crack home there's multiple people living there so you know <laughs> we're about empowering those who want it maybe i don't mm-hmm. know whatever it's yeah, there's, there's, there's a there's a it's very simple <clears throat> there's a heroin home buyers program like Dude, we, we do it all. shut up <laughs> we do it all Heroin condos. There you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got, and then you got the uh, the mushroom alley. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> mushroom subs. Who knows? Anyway, yeah, uh, yeah. I I was like, uh, okay, cocaine apartment. Cool. 
joking. I mean, thing. can't make him look bad to the public. You know what I'm saying? Like, gotta make it look sweet. It's an apartment that cocaine's done in, mm-hmm. which is just uncooked crack, but whatever. You know, whatever. Yeah. I, I did have uh, one more bit of y'all ain't shit, but it's really my own grape. I got to work it out. Um, it's about Bitcoin. I'm not going to go too much into it, just to okay. say that it, it's not real. Um, mm-hmm. And I just, I just want people to, to get that. Like, it's an opportunity to, to make real money, but Bitcoin is not real. No. Uh, I, I read an article about a guy who has basically a flash drive that's encrypted. And on that flash drive, there are, I think, 18 or something like that, Bitcoins themselves, like the actual data, you know, artifact or whatever, worth like $220 million. But he can't get to it because he doesn't remember the password. And if he enters the password wrong two more times, that uh, iron key, as as it's called, is going to lock down and he's never going to be able to touch that money. Yeah. Bitcoin is not, it's not real. It's just not not a real real thing. If if you can basically get it stuck on a flash drive, like what the what the hell? Like, and it it it's only valuable to people who think Bitcoin's valuable. Yeah, like you can you can trade on the ticker symbol because you're using real money, and that's just about like the interest into the 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 the, the asset as is. But it's just not a real thing. Like, I don't get. I never understood why people are like hyping it up. Yeah, but. To read that my guy has two more attempts to lose $220 million because he got some data, some ones and zeros, that's, that's, that's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's, it's not an asset. It's not a commodity. It's just a thing. And you idiots, oh, man, yeah. you're an idiot if you put it on an iron key and you can't get into it. Plain and simple. It's, it's too much at stake. It's too much. Yeah, no, it really is. And then the fact that, like, I mean, clearly you have that type of technology on hand. Like, what password? Like, what were you doing? What were you doing? He made the pass password too hard for himself. Yeah, he. he you know, how, like sometimes how you get out your comfort zone, and you're like, "Oh, I'm gonna try this password." And then the reason why you don't remember because no one ever fucking used. No I mean, like, <laughs> you know what? I yeah. remember. I remember the street I used to visit my friend on. I'm gonna use that. You don't even talk to that motherfucker no more. Don't do that. Anyway. Yeah, no, I, I heard that. I saw that one too. And I was like, bro, you gotta be blown because two more attempts, you're gonna lose it. Or he's, if it if it's something that feels like it's being hacked, it's gonna shut down. So it, it's just he, he's never gonna touch that money. No, he's not. And the other the other side to it is no one can prove that he actually has the money or doesn't have the money. Exactly. Because of how Bitcoin operates. Yep. It's not a real thing, but people are putting so much money into it. Yep. Yo. Let's say if I did have a Bitcoin, they could literally say like, yeah, it's worth $10 billion today. Cool. I'm a billionaire. Then the next day they could be like, that's eh, worth negative five cents. Oh, I'm broke. <laughs> yeah. Cause like the actual coins themselves are only of value to people who trade the coin. So if you got a coin and it says it's worth a billion dollars, you have to then try to offload that billion dollar coin. And you to know, the person, person that you're selling it to, they're not going to give you a billion dollars for the coin. They're going to try to undersell you. So nope. Again, you can trade against the, the 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 ticker symbol to make money, but the Bitcoin itself is just like, yo, it's not currency. It, there's only value in this small circle. You can't do anything with it except get other Bitcoins and yep. make Bitcoin friends or some shit. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Bit colleagues, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to go into my last y'all ain't shit, which right. I... Thought it was kind of funny. And I don't know how valid this is. It probably it shouldn't, not in today's age. Facts don't matter. Let's go. Japanese mayor says men during this pandemic should do the grocery shopping. It's because women take too long to shop. And you need to be home. Stay away from the COVID. So I was like, keep your lady safe. Totally stay in the house. Take your like shinobi sword and go grocery shopping. Exactly. Now, I'm not for sexism. I thought this was reckless because in this day and age, you can't say <laughs> shit like that. So if he did say it, power to you. You got balls on you for sure. <laughs> if he didn't say it, still a hell of a topic. Um, but yeah, that is cray cray. I mean, it doesn't make sense, but you know, a lot of things go on that don't make sense, like Bitcoin. Um, yeah. It's just yeah. what it is, man. Yeah. Let's close this thing out, sir.
Yeah, well, last little bit, 4Y, don't understand what's going on, but help me out a little bit. I've seen a Snapchat of a, a fundraiser for a Ratatouille, the TikTok musical. Have no idea what it's about. Do not care what it's about. <laughs> um, but first off, what <laughs> and why? And then they made money. So it's like people are donating. So that's why I said the, uh, the GEP, y'all can get some money. Get them prostitutes some meat, some glizzies and suits. You know what I'm saying? Get them. So um, I used glizzies because the other day I was talking to somebody and they were like, glizzies, they're hot dogs. And I was like, mm, that's not why I use <laughs> That's not my definition of glizzy. But anyway, um, novelty drinks. Drinks okay, that okay. taste like other things. So you have a ranch soda. Mm. Grass soda, beef jerky soda, ketchup, turkey, gravy, and barf. Why? Don't know. Hence why it's in the four Y section. But then from there, came across another food group, clam-flavored candy canes. Mmm, mmm, mmm. Salty. Gross. Anyway, <laughs> lastly, I popped up on my Watch Mojo. Broccoli coffee. So essentially what they would do is grind down coffee, I mean broccoli and down to a powdery dust and fuse it in the coffee. So that way I think it was Australians can get more fiber in their diet because they weren't. I was about to say they are destroying their colon doing that. Yeah. Like the deuces you're gonna drop are going to break the toilet. Yo, I mean stumble bubbles. I mean, you talk about bubble guts, them just not even bubble guts. Them it's like gastric (laughs) like you're gonna have IBS out that joint. You're going to rip the lining out of your yeah. large intestines doing that shit. Yep. That's it. That's all I got. That's all you got. <clears throat> well, I guess that makes this the end of the show. But this is also the beginning of me thanking you yet again for joining us in judgment. Remember, you can be a part of the show by email or phone. Send the email to don'tjudgepod at gmail.com or hit the hotline at 410-834-1562. In closing, I'd just like to say enjoy life. Do whatever you want with that life, just as long as you don't judge me for judging you. I'll provide you a friendly reminder that we do have an Instagram page at Don't Judge Pod. And uh, we try to post funny stuff on there. And uh, hope swing by, like it, steal it, comment, uh, slide in our DMs, all the above. I'll leave you with these two kind of just statements, which I think were funny. When someone uh, out and about and they say, man, the rain got me wet. Reply, man, you're in some weird shit. <laughs> And uh, look for the big booty Jones. Because just imagine you get your heart broken by a girl with no ass, and every time you eat a pancake, you get sad all over again. <laughs> <laughs>